1976, Duncan Taylor founded TaylorMade, one of the world's leading thoroughbred horse farms. His company has raised horses of legacy. In 1999, three tailor-made horses won the Breeders' Cup races, the probability of which is .0000, you get the point. And more recently, American Pharaoh, raised at tailor-made, became the first Triple Crown winner since 1978, and only the 12th horse in history to win that title. And while tailor-made is a business entirely focused on horses, this story isn't. It's about legacy, creating systems, finding your values, and a man named Joe Taylor. My dad, you could really say, was the founder of the business, even though he never owned it. That's Duncan. His father was Joe Taylor, who wrote the book on horse breeding, The Complete Guide to Breeding and Raising Racehorses. He was in the same business line that we're in. He was in the horse business, and he was working for another company. He trained us all within the business, was all of our mentors, and worked us very hard when he wasn't at his job at doing other kinds of entrepreneurial things. Joe Taylor's values and approach to horse breeding form the foundation of how TaylorMade operates. But in order to scale, Duncan needed to take the processes his family has developed over so many years and begin to get them down on paper. Duncan and his e-myth coach Steve Edkins have worked together over the past 16 months to set a clear vision and a set of values, processes, and quantifiable metrics that his team could rally around. With a clear direction and a shared sense of purpose, TaylorMade is on track, not only for the next year, but for the next generation. Here's Steve. I think this whole e-myth paradigm has challenged how he thought he should think about his business. I think he's been challenged, but he has has done a spectacular job of overcoming a challenge. I'll be talking to Duncan and Steve on this episode of On It, a production by Emith. Each month, we tell the stories of owners and how they transformed their companies. You'll learn about their struggles, their successes, and the changes they made to create the business they always wanted. One that, in the end, serves the life they want to live. I'm Martin Kamensky, CEO of Emith. Emith is the original business coaching company. And over the last three decades, we've worked with tens of thousands of business owners to help them systematize their business, improve their bottom lines, and find more meaning in their work. Schedule a free one-hour session with an Emith coach at emith.com. That's E-M-Y-T-H.com. We'll personally match you with a coach based on your industry, location, and what help you're looking for. You'll have a real coaching experience and learn the steps necessary to produce both immediate results and long-term change. Learn more on our website, emyth.com. Hi, Steve and Duncan. Welcome, and thank you all for joining us today. Yeah, thank you. Uh, great to be here and be with you and Steve. Thanks for the opportunity to, to be involved, uh, Martin, and uh, I just am really looking forward to hearing what Duncan can tell us. Steve and you both mentioned before the podcast that one of the most, the more difficult processes that you worked through in on your business was values, passion, and purpose. Steve, I was wondering if you could just explain briefly for the people listening what that process is about. Certainly, it's a it's about looking looking at the owner's perspective on life and his business, so that 
we can get some, some pieces to work with in terms of building a business that serves that life. It's a very personal, very introspective exercise. It's an exercise that uh, is often met with some uh, resistance, but once we've, we've worked through it, most owners, and I think Duncan clearly falls into this category, come to appreciate it. They appreciate the, the taking a look at some stuff that they don't always take a look at. You know, I think it's buried within you. You know, for me, I'm a, um, I'm a spiritual person, but I've also got some greed that sort of conflicts with that. And uh, the greed can also, in, in ways, be a blessing because it's a driver. And when you're looking at that and you're thinking, you know, what do I want to put on paper? What do I want to admit to? What do I think about one uh, other people to hear? I mean, that's personal, and it's also something that's deep within you, and you got to think about it a while to really understand what is in yourself and what means the most to you and what, why are you doing every day what you do. Once you have revealed that to yourself and you understand it and you put it down on paper, then coming to your vision and your mission and your core values is basically they're being based on the real you. I think it also helps you to enjoy what you're doing and to understand the, how they, the, your different values can work together. Mm -hmm. When you were talking about the process of trying to admit some of these things to yourself and then what you wanted to put to paper, and I mean, I can just feel how, how challenging a personal process that would be. Part of what Duncan is saying, or part of what I'm hearing is, the journey has become worthwhile because we've got the destination defined. We know where we're going, therefore it's easier to do some of the stuff that we might not have taken on without a good destination. And that's, that's really the trick for any business owner who's feeling stuck, right? Who's feeling like their company has become a ball and chain that they're dragging around because... Uh, because the systems are broken or because it, they're losing steam or losing the right people or losing profitability. It, it gets hard to do the important work when you don't know how this business is going to become a vehicle that brings your life into focus, that helps you get to whatever it is your goals are, whether it's to uh, amass a whole bunch of money in the bank or just to buy your first house or to, to put your kids through school or whatever the point is, whatever you're trying to do. When your business is on the track to bringing you that reality, it puts all the rest of it in a different focus, right? Yeah, it gives you a system of how to get there. I think that uh, for me, I told you I was a very spiritual person. And another thing that I was trying to bring into my business was a Christ-centeredness. I'd been uh, postponing that, and the Holy Spirit kept knocking on my door saying, you need to be more integrated in your life with your faith. So really talking about that within this context is not becoming very much more natural to me than it was before because I look at what am I doing for my people to really grow them, to actually care for them and not to look at them as objects and to love them so they can be the best they can be. E-Myth and the systems help me to integrate that started like a caring committee and through the e-myth work and through his way at work 
those two working together, our team members are happier than they've ever been, and we're getting just as much done, if not more. The systematic approach is helping the whole company. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you put a big smile on my face when you told me about that committee because in our values process for EMIF, we've identified care as one of our core values. When I joined the company and then took over the role of CEO, I said that having it as a value is, is a start and training people what that means and living it is another, another big step. But we went so far as to establish it as a part of our organizational structure. So we have a care team uh, in our company as well. And I, I couldn't agree more with you that it's made a huge difference in not only the way our employees feel here, but, but in the way that we relate to our coaches and our clients as well. Uh, everybody's starting to feel the impact there. The beauty of the EMF coaching material, the EMF coaching curriculum, the EMF coaching paradigm, is it doesn't matter what business you're in. Because we're not working on the business. We're working on the business owner. And Duncan is a willing participant in this whole thing. I mean, he, he loved the fact that we held him accountable to writing down his company visions. You know, he, he, just, he just is the kind of guy that, that gets it. The, one of the words that comes to mind when I think about him is a, a lot of humility. When somebody, when I, when I attempt to say, wow, you really did a great job with that, he always deflects that about something somebody else did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it doesn't take much effort to have an employee function to invite the wife or the husband and give them a little gift and make just the little things that much nicer than uh, it does to be all grouchy and about half irritated and wanting to get something done. You know, you read that all the time as a businessman, and we're entrepreneurs, and I said I'm partially greedy, so I never could understand that in my mind. They said, well, some people, how much they make isn't the most important thing. And I never could understand that because I said, hell, I want to make as much as I can. You know, I used to think money was the only reward. Now, when you actually see somebody doing good and they're happy at what they're doing and they're they're enjoying being on your team, that is as gratifying as money and, and more gratifying in a lot of ways. That's absolutely right. Staying true to your values is so important and, and actually reflects in how you treat everyone on your team and, and in many other ways. But ultimately, those kind of decisions to stay true to your values it has a real impact on your business. You still need to be who you are in as far as instilling the things you want in, into your people. My dad meant by instilling it in you was that he was getting you up at about quarter till six and he was letting you go to bed about 1030 at night. And that, that, he, he didn't have to write it down because it was imprinted on your brain. <laughs> but um, my dad was blessed that he lived to be 79. So he had plenty of time to, to teach me, but he could have died at 40. And if he hadn't written everything down, it would have been a lot harder on me learning it, and, and, he, and he didn't write it down, but he just lived long enough that, that it got transferred. So I'm, uh, 
I'm in no way, I'm a big proponent of writing down and having things systematized. And the great thing that I love about what Steve shared with me is that your innovation is going to take place, but your innovation and the new ideas, they're always taking place when in your daily work when you're trying to do something better. So that's going to happen. And then, but then if you realize, okay, I've got a new idea. Now, how am I going to quantify this to make sure it really is as good as I think it is? And you have that system in place, and then you have the system in place to say, okay, this this is the way I'm doing it, and then you basically teach your team to orchestrate it. That's what systemization is all about, is taking the best ideas, making sure they are the best ideas, and then making sure they're they're acted out within the business. When you say that, you don't think you're really talking about customer satisfaction, but that's exactly what you're talking about. I've been very impressed ever since I started working with Duncan. I think I think TaylorMade's got something figured out, and I think some of it's Duncan. There's not this behind-the-back quibbling and quarreling. I mean, they're, they're all in it. They all know why they're in it. They know what they're doing, and, and their focus is, is not inward on, on themselves but outward on their customer. Hey, Steve, are, are all of your clients this naturally oriented toward toward systems and systematizing their business? Um, I, I I wouldn't say so, and and, and I'm I, I'm not even sure that uh, that Duncan is as oriented to systems as he'd like to be. I think what he just was explaining, and 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 you can call me out on this one, is that now when they talk about systems, they have something to to root it in because they have a shared vision, they have a brand commitment, they have. A, a, a series of, of values that they all agree to that that that's posted over the water cooler and, and I think that's the difference in systems today and systems five years ago at TaylorMade is is that they, they make they make more sense now and and, and I, 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 I I'd love to hear what Duncan has to say about that I mean I, I could be all wrong on it he might have me fooled but uh, the fact that we have these these this hard work that Duncan did around values, around vision, around his own purpose statement is, is making it, it makes more sense. It makes it easier to have the conversation about systems. Yeah, I would agree with that. I think that, um, that again, we, we are not where I want to be with systems. We've actually taken, we call four brothers and then there's the next generation we have a term for them we call them nexters so we have a nexter that's actually going to work with our cfo and they're going to put together start documenting all the systems and you know that's if that starts and it's not that we don't have any of them documented now but they're documented in ways that are different. Everybody's got a different type of way of, of organizing them. They're on different PCs. They're in different places. And our company is working very well. But I know that if I wanted to sell my company, if I had a heart attack tomorrow and I had a stroke and or me, Ben and Frank were all killed in the car wreck, God forbid, 
that it wouldn't be as easy and I wouldn't have done the job that I wish I would have done for the people that have to follow after me to be able to run the business to give the customer the same experience that they deserve when they see our reputations they think oh yes I can go there and I know what I'm going to get mm-hmm. you know that uh, Duncan there's there's something interesting on your that's on your website where you talk about the probability of one farm breeding three breeders cup winners in one day is point zero zero lots of zeros eight five four that which is incredible and then made even more incredible more recently with american pharaoh's success when you talk about what you about what you commit to your customers and the kind of quality you want to assure them what does that mean for you in your business what what does the quality look like how what kind of systems do you have in place to ensure that quality you know one of the systems we have the the groom who's the person that takes care of the horse puts uh, a mixture of mud and vinegar uh, and water mixes it up and it becomes like a paste and he rubs it on all horses four legs you know my dad first said well that keeps the flies from wanting to land on their leg and them stomping and breaking up their feet but what it really did is it made the the groom look at the horse's legs and actually feel them every day. And it made the horse a lot easier to handle and a lot easier for the blacksmith to trim so he could do the best job he could do. So that's like the, the common sense approach to a system. You know, you could raise the horse very easily. It could be a good horse without doing that. But in any business, it's the very little thing that separates you from the competition. So if it's having a, a business coach is one area that you might get a 1% or 2% or 8% advantage. And it may be how good you put the mud on the legs gives you a percentage advantage. You having a, a tailor made, we have like a night watch team when the mares are following because that's a very critical time and there's a lot of risk there. and. You know, all it takes is for the American Pharaoh, the Triple Crown winner, the man that was night watching that night, if he would have fallen asleep and the mayor would have fallen without an attendant and we got hung up and died, we wouldn't have had the Triple Crown winner. And all it took was him maybe having a, couldn't sleep or had insomnia and they missed the falling. Well, we've got a, like a night manager when that following's going on and we got a night watchman in each barn and then we have the manager checking on them. So it's a very, uh, you know, we've got people that are covering that and we're eliminating that risk. So the more risk that you can eliminate and keeping the horse safe, you know, I could go into all kinds of different systems about how fences are built and how paddocks are laid out to make it safer, how, how the barn's built for the best uh, health of the horse. I mean, there's just um, system after system that that just come natural to us, but um, they are systems and, it, and it, they can be forgotten if they're not documented and, and, um, and kept in an orderly fashion. So um, that's uh, like the air, 
the airplane pilot when um, when they have a crash. I don't know how they have it set up, but they know that they have to they have to go through the whole systematic process change and check things off before that plane takes off because he's dealing with you know people's lives. We happen to be dealing with horses that we want to run fast and win races, but both of them need systems if you want to be the best. That's exactly right. Now, Steve, I uh, I don't know if you came into this engagement with a whole lot of experience in, in horses. I'm going to assume that the answer is no. But my, my guess is you probably didn't hand Duncan all of these ideas for systems that he could uh, implement in his company. But what what do you do and how, how do you help him as his coach uh, to reinforce them? Uh, I probably ask too many questions about what the, the why, what's the result, what are you hoping to achieve by that. All of these operational systems I think are just the natural outgrowth of a creative guy like Duncan leading a creative team and they're all the one thing that's really clear, and I don't know a lot about the horse business, but I do know that that people that, that understand this sort of uh, esoteric concept of, of Duncan's of horsemanship seem to be the ones that have a, a triple crown winner on their on their farm. I mean that that's certainly an exceptional situation, but uh, there's been other you know, great situations coming out of TaylorMade. I just question why he wants to do things. I would say one of our core values is always look for a better way. I've never been stuck and this is the way my dad did it or this is the way my granddad did it, so this is the way I'm doing it. I just think that what we're hearing is the legacy of, uh, of Joe Taylor who told these boys stick together, do the right thing. I mean, Joe Taylor could have written, could have written the, the the value statement. I believe that. I, I believe that wholeheartedly. That value statement, uh, although he didn't write it, I can I could see easily coming from those ideas that he put in your heads and the ways that he shaped the way that you do things. And and he may not have been involved in creating the operations manual or documenting your systems, but it sure seems like they're just as much his systems as they are yours. And that that generational strength sure seems to be having a great impact on your business. Hey, listen, I, I really want to thank both of you for taking some time out today to share with me your stories, Steve, for you in, in working with Duncan as his coach and Duncan for sharing with us and giving us a sense of how things are working with you at TaylorMade and what the experience of coaching has been like for you. It's, it's really been a lot of fun for me just to get to know uh, you, Duncan, better and, and hear about your business and the, the ways that, that it's been impacted. Thanks for listening to On It by Emith. We'd love to hear what you think about the podcast. Leave us your comments on our blog at blog.emith.com or email any feedback to info at emith.com. And if you like the show, please leave us a review on iTunes or a like on SoundCloud. We really appreciate it. You can also schedule a free one-hour session with an Emith coach and have your own coaching experience at emith.com. You can learn more about our clients and coaches by visiting our website.